Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for Chutzpah. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. Subscribe to Wikilisten, everybody. I'll tell you why. Because it's a good time in your podcast machine. Now, surprisingly, it was not I who suggested this episode, but I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, I suggested this episode because chutzpah I was dying to read what the page says about it because all I really know about chutzpah is that it is a Hebrew word that means, I don't know exactly what it means. I think it's like maybe even Yiddish, but I I know it's a word. I know, I know what it means as far as like being part of the American or just like English, like kind of dialect slang, but I don't know anything else really. Well, my mom tells me all the time that I'm full of chutzpah. So I, as I've also been told, I'm full of chutzpah. And, you are. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so here we're going to read about it. So let's do that. All right. Here we go. Chutzpah. For other uses, see chutzpah, disambiguation. Chutzpah is the quality of audacity for good or for bad. It derives from the Hebrew word chutzpah, meaning insolence, cheek, or audacity. Thus, the original Yiddish word has a strongly negative connotation, but the form which entered English as a Yiddishism in American English has taken on a broader meaning. Having been popularized through vernacular use in film, literature, and television. The word is sometimes interpreted, particularly in business parlance, as meaning the amount of courage, metal, or ardor that an individual has. Etymology. 
This section needs additional citations for verification. Please help improve this article by adding citations to reliable sources. Originated in 1890 to 95 from Yiddish chuspa from Mishnaic Hebrew chosapa from chasap to be insolent, ultimately from Aramaic, haspa, haspap, to be barefaced insolent. Perfect. No. <laughs> Not quite. In Hebrew, chutzpah is used indignantly to describe someone who has overstepped the boundaries of accepted behavior. Citation needed. In traditional usage, the word expresses a strong sense of disapproval, condemnation, and outrage. Leo Rostin in The Joys of Yiddish defines chutzpah as gall, brazen nerve, effrontery, incredible guts, presumption, plus arrogance such as no other word and no other language can do justice to. In this sense, chutzpah expresses both strong disapproval and condemnation in the same work Rustin also defines the term as that quality enshrined in a man who, having killed his mother and father, throws himself on the mercy of the court because he is an orphan. Chutzpah amounts to a total denial of personal responsibility, which renders others speechless and incredulous. One cannot quite believe that another person totally lacks common human traits like remorse, regret, guilt, sympathy, and insight. The implication is at least some degree of psychopathy in the subject, citation needed, as well as the awestruck amazement of the observer at the display. Got it. So people who have chutzpah are crazy people? Not necessarily, but they just have a lot of audacity. The cognate of chutzpah in classical Arabic, hasafa, does not mean impudence or cheekiness or anything similar, but rather sound judgment. Everyone, it's time for us to take a break. Uh, please listen to this message and support Wikilisten. Thank you so much for supporting Wikilisten by listening to that message. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> In rabbinical literature, Rabbi Harold M. Schulweis distinguishes the meaning of chutzpah as stubbornness and contrariness from what he calls a tradition of spiritual audacity or chutzpah klapachmea. We are conventionally raised to believe that Jewish faith demands unwavering obedience to the law and the lawgiver. That attitude tends to cultivate a temperament of compliance and passivity. For conventional thinking, talking back to God smacks of hearsay. But a significant genre of religious, moral, and spiritual audacity toward the divine authority, chutzpah klapai shmea, finds a place of honor in Jewish religious thought. As an example... Schulweis cites a case where Moses argues with God about the justice of his commands. For Moses, that God should visit the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation, Exodus 25, is an unacceptable form of group punishment akin to the morally indiscriminate punishment of Sodom. Challenging God's pronouncement of the punishment of the sons for the sins of the fathers, Moses argues with God, against God, and in the name of God. Moses engages God with fierce, 
moral logic. Sovereign of the universe, consider the righteousness of Abraham and the idol worship of his father, Terak. Does it make moral sense to punish the child for the transgressions of the father? Sovereign of the universe, consider the righteous deeds of King Hezekiah, who sprang from the loins of his evil father, King Achaj. Does Hezekiah deserve Achaj's punishment? Consider the nobility of King Josiah, whose father, Anan, was wicked. Should Josiah inherit the punishment of Amnon? Numbers Rabba Hakat X1X33. I don't know what that part is, but probably some sort of uh, reference to scripture. Spring from the loins. <laughs> <laughs> Trained to view God as an unyielding authoritarian proclaiming immutable commands, we might expect that Moses will be severely chastised for his defiance. Who is this finite, errant, fallible human creature to question the explicit command of the author of the Ten Commandments? The divine response to Moses, according to the rabbinic moral imagination, is arresting. By your life, Moses, you have instructed me. Therefore, I will nullify my words and confirm yours. Thus it is said, the fathers shall not be put to death for the children. Neither shall the children be put to death for the fathers. Deuteronomy 24, 16. Wow. God learned something. <laughs> Great. Way to go, Moses. Yeah, good job, Moses. I don't know if I would presume, but he, uh, he totally did. Contemporary usage. This section needs additional citations for verification. Please help improve the article by adding citations to reliable sources. Unsourced material may be challenged and removed. Judge Alex Kaczynski and Eugene Volokh in an article entitled Lawsuit Schmawsuit <laughs> note the rise in use of Yiddish words in legal opinion. They note that chutzpah has been used 231 times in American legal opinions. 220 of those after 1980. Chutzpah first appeared in a Supreme Court decision in 1998 in National Endowment for the Arts versus Finley when Justice Antonin Scalia used it to describe the NEA's brazenness in asking for government funding. In the movie High Dare 2014 by Vishal Baradwaj, a modern-day interpretation of Hamlet set against the backdrop of Kashmir in the midst of political conflict. The protagonist uses the word chutzpah, which they pronounce as uh, which they pronounce as a bunch of characters that I can't figure out instead of another bunch of characters that I can't figure out, or some more characters that I can't figure out to describe India's way of treating the people of Kashmir since the beginning of the conflict. This pronunciation sounds more like Indian slang. The Polish word hukpa, pronounced hukpa, I'm just assuming that means, is also derived... I thought it was I could be wrong. Yes, you could be. <laughs> <laughs> so why interrupt at all? Yeah, go on. <laughs> is also derived from this term, although its meaning is closer to insolence or arrogance and 
So it is typically used in a more negative sense instead of denoting a positive description of someone's audacity. Similarly, the German form of chutzpah is chutzpah. Chutzpah is a primary statistic for player and non-player characters in the role-playing game Paranoia. Strangely enough, I think I've played the role-playing game Paranoia. I'm paranoid that you've played the role-playing game Paranoia. Good lord. That is a terrible attempt at a joke. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been the Wikipedia page for Chutzpah. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. If there's a particular page you'd like us to read, please let us know. We'll read it. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.